Hello, my loves. Before we dive into today's amazing episode, I just wanted to say welcome to season two. This is the first episode of so many. I'm so excited to be back. I missed talking to you. I missed releasing new episodes. I hope you feel the same way and I hope you love the new guests and the new topics and everything because I'm back, baby, and I am reloaded, recharged, and ready for the new amazing season. I will be seeing you guys soon and I'll leave you with this episode. Hope you enjoy it. Speak to you guys soon. Do you know how to network and make real connections online? Have you wondered how to judge what's too much for social media? How do you find a healthy balance? Well, today we're talking to Deasha Wadup, owner of Social Treats Agency and Networking Superstar. Hola, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pretty Sure Podcast, the podcast where we talk about life, love, travel, business, and everything in between. Life tends to get messy sometimes, and nobody really taught us how to live it. With your new best friend, confidant, and host, yours truly, Sabrina. I will always have your back, and it is my mission that you never feel alone again, because I'm always here. So fasten your seatbelts, because the ride is about to get really bumpy. Welcome to season two, and let's go! Hi everyone! I hope you're having a good week. It's sunny over here, even though it's a bit cold at the time of recording, so it's a great day in my opinion. Um, I like to post most things I do on my personal Instagram. If you're following me, you might be able to tell. And it's kind of like my diary, you know, I mix it in with a bit of curated content, some phrases here and there. But if you look at it, you might think I have no family since I very rarely, if at all, post about them. But on the contrary, I actually really love them and would love to splash them all over my Instagram. But they're from a different generation, my parents, and they don't really understand the point. So they usually just ask me to keep them out of it. Unless it's our yearly New Year's Eve picture where I kind of force them to pose with me and it's become kind of a tradition. So they just stick with it. Um, My mom has actually asked me on several different occasions, uh, how much actually is too much for Instagram? And I still don't really have an answer for her. But I'm hoping we'll all have some answers or ideas after we hear our guests today. And speaking of this, uh, how to balance work and personal life. And also maybe learn a thing or two about running an online business and actually making friends online. Deasha, welcome to Pretty Sure. Am I pronouncing your name right? I don't is it correct? <laughs> it's Disha, but close enough. Everybody gets it. Oh, Disha. Okay. I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> Does this happen to you very often? All the time. <laughs> Where does the name come from, by the way? It's apparently Greek, um, but I have no connection to Greece whatsoever. My parents are very boringly Oxfordshire in England, Um, and they just got creative with my name. (laughs) Well, I really like it, and I feel so dumb for not knowing how to pronounce it, so here we go again. (laughs) So, Disha, (laughs) welcome to Pretty Sure, and we're super excited to have you here, so let's get started. Please tell us a bit about your story. So I am a social media coach and business manager, a social media coach, and I help entrepreneurs grow their business. I have been working in, as a social media manager for since 2016, four, four years, 
Seems so. Yeah, four years. <laughs> and uh, so I went full time eventually in my business in 2018. And it's mm-hmm. been a roller coaster. And I have recently transitioned to helping VAs and other social media managers grow their business um, so that they can do the same as I did and create more freedom and more of a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So initially, did you used to work for a company or you've always just done social media? So I used to work for with companies. I've always done social media within my business for other okay. people's brands. Uh, so I generally worked with wellness entrepreneurs and I worked with clients earning six and seven figures um, mm-hmm. to grow their Facebook pages, their Facebook groups, their Instagram. And then I started coaching smaller businesses how to do the social media themselves. And mm. then I branched out to helping other people as well. So you've basically been at it for a while. You're like a pro now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems like forever. I was just talking to somebody the other day about the story and how I started and the idea for my business and the why behind my business actually yeah. hit me like a ton of bricks in 2011, which was five years before I actually started my business. Wow. So what actually made you get into social media? Like, did you always just love it? Was it something that just happened to you or how did you get into it? It was by design. So the thing that happened to me in 2011 um, was the desire to create more freedom. I went through a breakup and then Mm -hmm. quit my job and went traveling, um, which a lot of people tend to do when they break up with me. (laughs) I cut my hair, so I get you. Yeah, exactly. So I went traveling and whilst I was doing that, I uh, wanted more freedom. And I realized that the path I'd gone down within my career before that was very stagnant, was very, I was an events manager. So I was location dependent, you know, as a Mm -hmm. weddings and it wasn't the lifestyle that I wanted. It was the career I wanted, but not the lifestyle I wanted. So Mm -hmm. I knew when I was traveling then that I wanted to create more freedom So I pivoted to teach myself online marketing. Whilst I was living in Thailand originally, I started teaching myself there and joining classes because I knew that that would allow me to live the lifestyle I wanted. Totally. So yeah, then I went on to get a job in marketing. So I taught myself well enough to be able to be employed. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. And did you take online courses or did you just like Google and try to, you know, like read blog posts and implement their strategies? Like how did you go about it? Absolutely everything. So I did all of the free resources. I did a few paid courses. Um, I did all of the blogs, all of the YouTube channels. I did everything. I was, at the time I was living in Thailand, I was teaching English, but I was in a very remote area place called Chayapum, which is like six hours northeast of Bangkok. So it's like in the middle of nowhere. Thai people even look at me and go, why were you there? (laughs) (laughs) So I had nothing else to do apart from teach myself a new skill. Oh, I think that's the mother of all. That's, oh, what's the phrase? The mother of invention is necessity, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing and why Thailand like how did you end up in Thailand of all places uh so that actually I went to Thailand when I was at university in my Mm three-month break some girlfriends and I decided to go to India 
and we traveled around India. We were there for three months in the end, but it got a bit much for us halfway through. <laughs> and somebody on a train told us that if we went to um, Calcutta, we could get cheap flights to Thailand. So we did. And we ended up spending three weeks in Thailand there. And I just fell in love with the country. So wow. when I flew back and fast forward like three years, when I was looking for an escape out of England, yeah. to go back to Thailand and, and experience the country again. That's amazing. And how long were you living in Thailand and learning social media and everything online marketing? <laughs> so I was in Thailand for seven months. Wow. Uh, before I went to Australia and I was... So I traveled that time for five years in total. Okay. And then what brought you back to the UK? I wanted just, I always say I go through five-year spans. I go five <laughs> when I left and then I got to 30 and I went, ah, I got to go grow up or do something and buy a house and be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> so I moved back to England to start being an adult. How's that turning out for you? I have a house and a dog now, so I'm wow. I still travel. I still get itchy feet. Um, I just rent my place out on Airbnb when I go away and I take the dog with me. <laughs> That's an amazing lifestyle. You're a bit like me. I do the same. I go through phases as well. I'm like, oh, it's been three years. Should I try somewhere else? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think and the, the reason I created my business was to have that flexibility to be anywhere. Like I spent a couple of months last year in Spain with my dog at my dad's place in Spain just because I could. Oh, that's amazing. And did you encounter resistance from your family at the beginning when you told them, hey, I'm quitting my job and I'm actually going to start doing this by myself? So I had so many businesses. I don't, I think this is an entrepreneurial trait. A lot of entrepreneurs I speak to have had a lot of businesses in the past, whether they've, mm -hmm. they've played with them. Like even when I was 14, I was running errands around the street and dishing out flyers to other <laughs> people. So they weren't too surprised that I'd started something again. Uh, but when I finally quit my job again to go full time in my business, mm -hmm. they didn't really have an excuse because I my income from my business was overtaking that of my full-time job. So once I'd explained that to them, they were like, okay, well, you've just bought a house. So as long as you know that you can support yourself. <laughs> and uh, two years later, they still don't know what I do. My brother calls me a well-paid hippie. <laughs> I feel like that's the struggle whenever you're working online. Like people of older generations sometimes just don't get it. No, absolutely not a clue what I do. They're like, oh yeah, you do something about social media, but they, they are very supportive. Like they love <gasps> everything that I post. They always like it. They always share it. They're very, very supportive. They just don't really know what they're supporting. <laughs> Your parents sound exactly like my parents. My mom literally just asked me two days ago what, what it is I do or what it is I studied. And she's known this for like five years, I think. <laughs> yeah, they just, they're very supportive. They just don't know what they're doing but I find that in a in my circle generally especially on Facebook I have an old boss I used to work with yeah and he was my the bar manager of the bar I worked at when I was at uni he's now a truck driver he's mm -hmm. the most qualified truck driver in social media you will ever meet he listens to all <laughs> of my videos I'm like why he goes I just like to support you oh that's so sweet yeah. <laughs> It always makes me laugh the types of people that you get that listen to your content. 
Oh my God. Yeah. And so did you ever encounter resistance from like your family members or loved ones when you told them that your business was online? Because I mean, I know there's a difference between creating a brand, creating like an actual product you can taste, like feel whatever, or doing a business online. Like, did they ever tell you like, oh, you're crazy? And how did you deal with it? They, my dad often asks me um, about pricing and it blows him away that I charge what I charge he's like mm-hmm. people pay you for that I'm like yeah <laughs> because he was he's a driving instructor so my bit my family are entrepreneurial um mm-hmm. but all in traditional businesses so he's used to getting like 20 or 30 pounds an hour for a driving lesson and that's it mm-hmm. so he's like and people people pay you to tell them what to do and you just video call them I'm like yep wow how, how does that work you're so clever <laughs> thanks dad <laughs> that's amazing um so actually how do you maintain balance in real life you know with running your digital business because obviously I can imagine you want like everything you do is on the computer like how do you manage to balance it yes so I have an office so I do try and keep my laptop in the office and when I come out I switch it off I also do like try to schedule things into my calendar so I schedule hours to be active on social media so when I'm sat on the sofa watching tv I'm not active on social media because obviously everything I do on social media is business related really so I don't really have a personal side on the on Facebook and I often get drawn back into business if I go on Facebook so Mm. I just stay off it that makes sense. So you don't like you don't interact with friends on social media. You don't like follow people and like and comment or is it mostly just you only use it for business like you said? Like how do you define those two sides of your profile per se? So I have I use it for a mixture of things and I think the big thing nowadays is that what you do is your life. Like we don't have mm-hmm. there's such a blurred line and so many people that I've connected with that initially were for business mm-hmm. have become friends because they're in the same sector as I am. They, they work online. So we understand each other mm-hmm. rather than they were never going to be a client of mine or I was never going to be a client of them, but we've become so good, such good friends because we understand the online world. So you have somebody to phone up and be like, Oh my God, I don't understand this lead page or I don't know what this is doing and why the algorithm changed and stuff that your traditional friends just wouldn't get. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's that's a great example. And so obviously with using your profile for your business and everything, it kind of makes you a public person, right? Because it's you're the storefront of your business. Um, how do you actually deal with being a public person but still protecting your partner, your family, and like your just your general information? Yeah, so you can segment your list on Facebook. So I do that a lot. So if there's something particularly personal um, that I don't want other entrepreneurs or other people outside of my family knowing or my friends and I can segment my list into just family I also have Mm -hmm. a segmented list for just entrepreneurs so equally I don't annoy my family with business (laughs) so much as well Um, I try to avoid getting my dad and my sister to like all of my posts (laughs) so I segment it so that they don't see them and then they don't know (laughs) um that's a really, really easy thing to do that a lot of people don't realize they can do on Facebook. It's Facebook, yeah. segment your friends list. And that means that you can then target your posts to those specific people. 
That's a good tip. And so between Facebook and Instagram, what do you professionally rather use and why? Like, is there one that's ultimately better for business in your opinion? I love Facebook. Facebook is where my heart is. Instagram is, eh, okay. I use the stories a lot on Instagram, um, mm-hmm. but posting wise, I don't post that much. And people go to my <laughs> my Instagram and wonder why the last post was a few weeks ago. I tend to post once every couple of weeks on my gallery. Um, but my Instagram <laughs> stories is usually posted on every day. Yeah. And that's because of the algorithms and the reach and the effort that it takes on Instagram to get reach and organic engagement is mm-hmm. so much more than it would be in a Facebook group. So my focus generally is in Facebook groups and interacting with people in those. Hmm. That's a great way to look at it. And so the algorithm is basically totally different from Facebook and Instagram. Yes. Yeah. The, and they're changing it all the time. So I was at Facebook recently this this year earlier this year and we asked them about hashtags for example and that we're getting rumors that hashtags are not getting the reach they used to and so we asked Facebook about that and if they had any comment and they said yeah they're not getting the reach they used to (laughs) they didn't give us anything else to do instead they just said yeah it's not getting the reach it used to Great. You're like, good luck figuring it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, thank you. And do you have any tips um, to actually try to figure out these algorithms? Because, I mean, I usually find out because people keep just, like, popping it up and being like, you have to get engagement to get, like, better, blah, blah, blah. Like, is there any tactic that you can follow to actually try to see how the algorithm works since you've been at it for, like, so many years? Yeah, there isn't a way to see it. Even – those at Facebook don't understand it. So I'm uh, a certified Facebook trainer. Mm -hmm. So I have been to quite a lot of Facebook events and speak to a lot of the Facebook people and they, even they don't understand the algorithms. They're like, ah, we don't know. It just, just does what it does. (laughs) Great. Helpful. Thanks. Um, So people are constantly guessing and it depends who you follow. I know there are a few people online, for example, saying different things that I don't agree with because Mm -hmm. I've tested them and from my tests it hasn't worked so but their tests say it has Mm -hmm. so it depends on who you're following what they're saying and when their last tested it was Mm -hmm. because some people who are spouting stuff tested it like even tested last year the algorithms could change again this year Mm -hmm. so it has to depend on whether they've tested it recently or the their theory yeah and how recent that was so I never really share the same updates again because it changes by the time I share the next update again yeah yeah I feel like that's the struggle for everyone like I constantly keep hearing like you know these conspiracy theories like oh now it's this now it's that you should do this you should do that and I just feel like we're all being pulled in like 50,000 directions you know yeah I think I think a lot of people, if they find something, I've seen this a lot, if people find something that they believe is mm-hmm. controversial, if you like, then they stick to that and be like, oh my God, did you know this? And they stick to that because it's controversial for the next three years. <laughs> it doesn't work because it's changed by then. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so what's actually your favorite part about what you do? 
I love connecting with people. So the reason I shifted my business so much, I originally mm-hmm. started social media management because I wanted the freedom. And that's my big why, if you like, was the freedom to live the life that I wanted whenever I wanted and live how I wanted. But as I developed that, I created an agency. I had about five or six staff members working for me at one point. Um, and I had a, a big client base, but I realized that I didn't have the freedom that I wanted yeah. anymore again. So I went back to basics and scaled back. And then I realized that I wanted the connection with people. So I turned to coaching because I absolutely love jumping on calls with people and having chats and yeah. helping them grow their business. And then I realized that I wanted to help people create more freedom. So that was a big driver for me to change directions again and help people who are virtual assistants and social media managers to shift their focus and create the freedom for whatever reason they want. Nobody has to live the life I lead Mm -hmm. because everybody has their own reasons, but some people want it for kids. Some people want it for travel. Some people want it for family, whatever that is, just having that choice which I think often especially sometimes as women we don't feel we have that choice yeah definitely it's like you either do traditional or you might you know try different things but you'll always like in the back of people's minds it's always like oh she'll always go back to it like it's fine she can do her thing but in a couple of months or years she'll be back to being a doctor or a lawyer or whatever yeah and I want people to realize that there is a different way of living that they don't have to live the nine to five in the office and then you know finish work at 65 70 or whenever the retirement age is by the time we get there (laughs) yeah I feel like it's going to be 80 at this point yeah exactly so I want people to be able to create something that they love doing when they love doing it rather than something that they are going to have to do I feel like people nowadays feel like they have to go to work to earn money yeah And it's also really cool because if you have something online, um, I feel like you can always pivot. So even if you are 70 or 80, you can still have your own business, right? Like it depends up to you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there are so many ways that you can work in the online space that isn't demanding on yourself or your body or your time. And by the time you get to 70, I mean, there are so many people even starting online business. Yeah. Um, at later ages because it's easy to do and people can do it when they have a spare few moments and build it on the side before they retire and then they've at least got a little bit of income as they retire yeah definitely they can go travel or spend it on their grandkids (laughs) yeah exactly spend it however they want (laughs) <laughs> so how do you actually network? Because I know that you mentioned it before and that you have a great bit of network with people that you've worked with before and that have contacted you and et cetera. And what does networking mean to you? Because I feel like it's become one of a, those buzzwords you always hear everywhere, like network, network. Yeah. So I have done some awesome things with networking, actually. I've done a few coffee and cocktails um virtual cocktails we did one one time I've done a few times actually with a few girls from all over the world we just tune in and have a drink together and it was literally we started it because we wanted somebody who understood and got us so Mm -hmm. we just had cocktails over zoom and all just whinged about what was going on in our worlds currently 
And it was some of the girls are still good friends of mine that I message and just catch up with. It was just a way to connect with other humans that got what we're going through. Yeah. Um, that some of your traditional friends, if you like, wouldn't wouldn't get. So that was a really nice way of, of connecting with people. I comment a lot in groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in groups a lot, networking with people. And when I say networking, I just mean being a supporter, being a human. I think often we forget that social media is social. Yeah. And we need to be social on it. So just connecting on a real level. Um, so I do share a lot of my personal life on my social media. Yeah. But it means that when I jump on calls with some of my clients, they already know, like, I have a dog and he features a lot in my social media. Um, <laughs> they already know all about that. Like, last year my sister got married, so I sent an email to my email list and was like, this weekend my sister's getting married and I'm logging off for the weekend. But if you need anything, I'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. And I got so many beautiful responses from people that have been on my email list and never interacted with me just because it was more human touch. And they were like, oh, my God, I hope your sister has an amazing wedding. Good luck. Have a great weekend. And it was just nice to be a little bit more human. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, I feel people just forget about that. And you focus more on like, oh, my God, I have to post this picture of what I'm doing. And, oh, my God, I don't have that many likes. But then you forget it's not just one-sided conversation. Like you said, you have to interact. You have to comment on other people's things. You have to just like show up. Yeah, I think I send a lot of messages in uh, direct messages well in inbox. So Mm -hmm. I'll have a conversation with people and then be like, can I send you a message and we just have a chat in the DMs? And it doesn't have to be salesy. It is just a genuine, I just want to have a a chat and get to know you, see what you're up to in the world. And especially now in a world where um, we are, are often isolated, Yeah, then we can connect with people on a humane level and generally just check in yeah just know how they're doing what they're up to if they're okay yeah absolutely I think we forget that people are other people too especially yeah. when we are on social media for sales or we're building a business then we forget that other people are there not doing that and being social and it's nice it makes a nice change to get a message that is genuine and is real rather than just hey buy my stuff yeah so what would be the best tip you can give people that are looking to um quote unquote network online or make friends or just you know be supportive of other people like how do you start i would say join groups on facebook that have people in them that are your your people So you get on with them, whether it's for um, business or personal, but that are your people. So that you resonate with, have the same values with, or have something in common. Like for me, it's traveling. I'm in a lot of travel groups yeah, because traveling is a big part of my life. And so I have a lot to talk about when I'm talking about travel. Um, for example, I would be lost if I went into a mother and baby group because I don't have <laughs> babies. So I can't have a conversation about that. So <laughs> it's really important to go into groups where to find like-minded people like you. 
Yeah. And it's a lot easier to do it on Facebook than it is in a bar, for example. You can't go to a section of a bar where travelers like to hang out unless you're in a backpacker bar. Yeah. (laughs) It's so intimidating. Like if you go up to a group in a real place like a bar, it's just like, hi. Oh, yeah. I have genuinely used this conversation style. Hi, please be my friend. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Because I travel on my own a lot. So I get places I'm like I don't have any friends but I want to go out tonight so I'll just go up to people and be like hi please be my friend and does it work I'm very curious because I I usually kind of you know follow the rule of like okay we've been looking at each other for a while or we see like something in common and we kind of both approach each other and then we're like hey where are you from etc but like I've never gone up to someone and been like hey please be my friend it works because nobody is gonna say no I mean that's true what heartless person would turn around and be like, no, you can't be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and if they do, you don't want to be friends with them anyway. <laughs> Definitely. So, hey, that's a great point. Yeah. Most people, I've never had anybody say no. They're like, absolutely. What's your name? Are you traveling on your own? What are you doing? So it's just a way in of having that conversation. Definitely. And how did you get through the jitters of the first time that you actually did that? Because I can imagine it wasn't something easy to start doing, right? Oh, no. So my friend and I, who she also travels on her own, we we call it the show. So I put on the Disha show. So mm-hmm. I have a little word with myself before you go out and you, and you have to say, right, okay, now I'm going to be a charismatic person and have a conversation with somebody and I can totally do this. You know, a word with yourself and then you go out and you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Call it the Disha show. I'm going to put on the Disha show and I'm going to be fine. (laughs) That's amazing. And do you follow the same strategy online as well? Yeah, absolutely. I do a lot of live broadcasts. So if I am doing a live um, video, then I'll put my music on, have a little dance. Um, My dog dances with me because I'm a single woman. So I have to have a dog that dances. Of course. <laughs> so we have a little dance and then I go live. So my energy is high. I am enthusiastic. I'm bubbly. I am the person that I want to be rather than the person that's bogged down in the emails and the DMs and mm-hmm. the, everything else that goes on in your day that you get sucked into. And then that kind of just like pumps you up and gives you a different energy for being in live or meeting people online, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because you have to be in the right energy to meet, to have interactive conversations that are meaningful and come from a good place. I always say to people that you have to come from your heart when you're having these conversations. Yeah. And rather than from your head, people get stuck in their head a lot of time. What am I going to say? What if I sound stupid? What if this happens? Whereas if you come from your heart and you just genuinely want to help and be a human and be nice, then it always comes across better. And have any of these friendships that you've made online, have you met them in person? And was it weird if you did meet them in person? Like, were you like, oh, is it going to be the same once I meet them? Or what were the thoughts going in your mind if you actually did? Yeah, so I've met a couple of people in real life from meeting them online. And it it's always amazing because you've obviously video called or chatted on online anyway. Um, so you already mm-hmm. have so much in common. So meeting them in person is just a, a nicer connection. So one of a couple of my friends only live now an hour away, hour and a half away. So we catch up all the time. Oh, that's amazing. You kind of, you make it fun to make friends online, I have to say. Yeah, I think nowadays I connect more with people 
online than I do in person because as a, as an entrepreneur who works from my house, I don't tend to go out that much anyway. <laughs> so unless I'm consciously going out to meet people, I don't yeah. tend to go out and meet new people. So it's easier to meet them online and then take that into a real space as well. And I promise, I know that the online space has got a bad rep for be, being weirdos. Um, <laughs> I promise none of the people I've Shout met. out to Greg's list. Yeah. <laughs> and none, nobody I've met has been, a, has been a weirdo. So it's all been fine. <laughs> That's amazing. And so we've talked about the best parts about your job, but is there a part of it that you don't like or – can you tell us the worst part about working in this, the worst part, sorry, about working in the social media or online industry? I think the thing you have to be mindful of is your life is online. Mm -hmm. So for example, when it comes to dating, people are like, oh, like guys I meet, oh, I see you. Can I see your Facebook profile? I mean, you can, but it's business. (laughs) (laughs) That type of thing. You can see my, because People go, oh, can I see your Instagram? You can, but it's my business profile. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll just wait till I get to know you a little bit and you can show me your personal profile. I'm like, I don't have one because I have time for that. <laughs> so that kind of side of things, I just yeah. tend, I found a few guys that don't have social media. That tends to be better. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask you, like when it comes to dating, uh, do men find it weird that you tell them, hey, so I work online, like my business is actually on Facebook and Instagram. Like, do they kind of get scared of it or? They don't, generally they don't understand it. They tend to think I'm an influencer. Uh Uh-huh. So then I explain that I'm not an influencer. And then you kind of have to explain that you actually earn money because generally people think, oh, you work online, you don't earn any money. Yeah. Um, So then you have to explain that you actually earn money and that you earn a decent amount of money as well. And they're like, oh, and then you become this fictional figure that they're like, oh, you're so impressive. You're so amazing. <laughs> You've done everything in your life. And I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's just hilarious. I feel I understand you though. And I feel like people who have gone through something similar or work online and are hearing this will definitely be able to relate to you. Yeah, it's funny because I think because I have consciously created my life, it's mm-hmm. exactly how I wanted it because I've created it that way. So when people come in and they are not consciously creating their lives, they think yeah. it's mind-blowing that you live this dream lifestyle. Definitely. And so is that something that you would like, like if you could have the chance to go back and talk to your younger self, like would you tell them that the best tip you can give them is to – create their own dream life or what would you tell them for example yeah so I I'm a big believer in creating the life I worked hard on that and I didn't notice and I went back to university recently and I did a talk for my university mm-hmm. and my friend introduced me she's a lecturer at the university she introduced me to the class and she said which I didn't realize I had said at the time uh, she said this is my my friend Disha she works online social media manager she's going to talk to you about social media today. And then, she, and then she said, when we were at university, she always said that she was going to work from a cafe on a laptop. And now she does that. And I was like, huh, I never realized I said that. 
So, <laughs> oh. Yeah, and it was really nice to realize that even back then when I was at university, I had this vision yeah. for how I wanted to create my life. And I did a workshop when I was in Sydney that it was a full day on creating your dream day. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. And I'm still not there yet, but I'm a lot closer than I was. So <laughs> There's always a starting point. Exactly, exactly. So I had, I have a big empire in my future, so I will get there eventually, but it, it t- step by step. <laughs> That's amazing. And so obviously throughout this whole experience and throughout your life, I'm pretty sure that you've had an experience where you feel that either you're the only one that has lived through it or has thought about it. Can you tell us a bit about it? And also what would you tell other people that might be thinking of the same thing? Yeah. So I would say traveling, I guess, is probably my big thing. And Five five years is my longest trip. And there are so many times during that time where I have thought, what am I doing? And I'm should have should have been killed. Definitely shouldn't have lived through this. This is insane. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> but what I've always found is that faith in humanity mm-hmm. always comes out. So even throughout those whole times where I've thought, this is insane. I'm stupid. I shouldn't have done this. I'm going to get myself murdered or killed or, you know, something bad is going to happen. Yeah. Always somebody that helps me out, whether that be a complete stranger that buys me a cup of coffee and says it's going to be okay. Or somebody that tells me what bus to get off next to be safer. (laughs) Or if it's, I even met somebody She's now a very good friend of mine, but I I met her on a boat at 3 a.m. in the morning. Fast forward a year or so, um, and I rang her up and I was like, look, I have no money and I really need a place to stay. And she let me sleep on a sofa for six weeks. Wow. Yeah. So the just having faith in humanity and mm-hmm. knowing that somebody good out there will help you. That's an amazing thought to have. <laughs> So you've talked, this is, I wasn't going to ask you this, but now that you've been talking about like situations where you should have been killed, what is the craziest story you have about your travels? I really want to know this from hearing you talk through this entire interview. Oh, craziest. So I sat on a train for 36 hours in India. Um, That was a really long day. And that was one of the steps when I said that a guy tells you when to get off the next train we sat on on a train track for six hours waiting for the train to arrive and every time we asked when it was coming we got yeah it's coming (laughs) can you tell me when because we were hungry there's no there, nothing was open they were like yeah it's coming right well when is it coming soon okay so it's been six hours past and the train shows up i was like this is insane and then we slept on the train and it was a horrible experience because the people just kept staring at us yeah. for the whole time we were there. And then I met a monk on the train and I was having a conversation with this monk. And um, I, I said to him, monks are always happy. I said, why are monks always happy? And he said, we don't have anything to stress about. 
I said, I have my accommodation sorted, my food sorted. I don't, I'm not allowed to have relationships. He said, so uh-huh. what do I have to worry about? I was like, huh, that's really cool. He's like, yeah, I don't have anything to worry about. I'm like, you're a genius. And <laughs> the things that we worry about are so so simple and not necessary for us to worry about. We, As in the 21st century, we're never worrying about food or accommodation, really. Yeah, yeah. We're always talking about relationships, but um, those are the only things that we really should be worrying about. We've got it easy. Yeah, that's true. That's a great reflection. Yeah. And then we got off the train and we got to um, a place and that's where I met the guy that told me to uh, fly to Thailand. (laughs) So although it was a 36-hour train journey, it, it literally changed my life, that train journey. Wow, that's amazing. And you never would have thought about it if anyone would have told you. Yeah, if somebody had told me to get on a 36-hour train, I'd have gone, uh, no thanks. <laughs> I'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> but the people that you meet just change change the whole experience. I agree with that. That's an amazing story. You should probably start, you know, like a blog or write a book about all your crazy stories and name it something like, five years away or you know yeah, like so I have a have a philosophy that is um sure why not so my philosophy is to say sure why not to everything because nothing bad is going to happen I mean obviously don't say sure why not to get into a stranger's van um, yeah <laughs> that's a big no-no guys nobody gets into strangers vans <laughs> there are limits but just embrace every opportunity that comes your way because yeah. that is where the moments that are going to change your life come from they don't come from your bedroom or staying within your comfort zone so I say sure why not to all of my friends that say do you want to come to this random gig for some music thing I've never heard of and I'm like sure okay so do you want to come hike up a mountain or run a marathon with me I'm like sure okay <laughs> because the, the worst thing that's gonna happen is is what so I just say okay sure why not huh. those moments of saying yes to random things that people ask you those are the stories that you get to tell people in the future that's really interesting I might have to steal that from you and start adopting it sometimes there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to end this chat with a couple of fun rapid fire round of questions and choose between two different things. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. This might be a bit random, but what kind of vegetable would you be and why? Ooh, a pineapple because it's spiky and sweet on the inside. Hmm. And also tangy, so it has an interesting side to it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, would you rather lose the ability to read or to speak? Ooh, read. Because I talk to everybody all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one as well. So I'm pretty sure you've mentioned this before, but I want to put them side by side. Instagram or Facebook? Facebook. Nice. Are you more of a late or an early person? And this could either be mornings or afternoons. Oh, 
early morning person. I'm always up around six or seven, but I'm going to bed by, if it gets to 9.30, I'm like, oh, it's really late. <laughs> See, this is why I've been wondering for a while, how do people just wake up every single day at six or five? And then when I keep asking them, they're like, oh yeah, I sleep at nine. I'm like, well, that makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, if it gets to 10 o'clock, I'm like, this is a wild night, people. <laughs> <laughs> See, for me, I wake up late, but then I go to sleep like at midnight. So yeah. I kind of compensate. Yeah. <laughs> so would you rather visit within your country or travel abroad? Travel abroad. Nice one. Cocktails or beer? Ooh, cocktails. Well, I yes. think cocktails are extravagant. Yeah. So they're a treat, but I always have a beer in the fridge. <laughs> Are you more of an indoors or an outdoors person? Outdoors. In the sunshine, not the rain. Or the snow. I like the snow. Snow is pretty, but not all year round. Yeah. As long as it's not raining, which it does in England a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong country for you to live in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you more of a beach or a city person? Beach. I love Yes. I like to run. So running along the beach is my favorite thing to do on holiday. Definitely. A very nice sensation. Hmm. Do you run barefoot or do you run with shoes? <laughs> Depending on how far the way the hotel is from the beach. I like to run barefoot <laughs> if I can get there without leaving my shoes on the side of the beach. Yeah, that makes sense. And the last one, do you prefer spicy or sweet? Ooh. Sweet if we're talking dessert. That's why my business is called Social Treats, because I literally do social media and I like cake. Oh, <laughs> that's a good name. Yeah, that's. I wasn't really being very creative. I was like, okay, I like cake and I do social media. <laughs> that's what I'm going to call it. Yeah. <laughs> the best ones come that way. Exactly, exactly. I think I not to overthink these things. <laughs> I agree. Um, so I really want to thank you, Disha, for chatting with me today. You are such a ray of sunshine and super fun person to talk to. And I hope you guys learned as much as I did today. I know I'm going to implement a couple of things that Disha's talked about today. Hey, thank you very much for having me. It's been lovely. And as usual, guys, you'll find the link to her Instagram and any other social media in the episode description. So please give her a follow for everything social media. And also don't forget to follow us for new updates and funny quotes and just if you want to hit us up. And we'd love to know what you think of our show. So please try to give us feedback. You can find the link as well on our Instagram, which is at pretty sure podcast. We have all of the links to our other social medias, email, contact, whatever in the description too. So if you give us a review, we'd really appreciate it. And I hope to hear you guys next week. So peace out. Yeah.